Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Welcome back to the Business Mentor Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again on the show. So today I want to talk about future-proofing your business. And I think it's really important topic this is because business is changing at a rapid pace. Um, at the moment, the change is phenomenal, you know, with the, with the internet, with the rise of social media, things are adapting, they're changing. Um, the reach on these platforms so you could spend years building um, uh, your social media account on a, on a certain uh, platform such as Facebook or Instagram and suddenly um, the reach goes away. So if you don't know what reach is, reach is basically when you post something on social media, it goes out to the audience. So the reach is how many people see it. Now, Facebook and Instagram um, have been, well, Facebook started off by giving lots of reach. So you'd post something and it would go to lots and lots of people. You know, I had about 60,000 plus on my Facebook page. Um, we used to get good reach and all of a sudden that changed overnight because ultimately these platforms, they're there to make money. They want you to spend money to reach your audience. So they may have given you the reach early on, but just bear in mind, they are going to take that away. That's the way it goes. So you, what you want to do is when you're in these platforms, is to use them to build your brand, get known um, as much as possible, extract as much as possible, knowing that they will go away. So look, you know, and I think that's an important thing because it's changing so fast. There's new platforms such as TikTok that's come on the horizon. I'm actually working with one of my mentees, um, a good friend of mine, Luca, who's got 5 million on TikTok. That's an interesting platform that, you know, I've yeah, I'm watching. It's a young audience at the moment, but that's a viral platform at the moment. So that could be the new platform where organic reach is really good. Obviously, LinkedIn's really good at the moment. But, you know, the message I want to give here is, um, you know, to future-proof your business is so important these days because change is so quick. You know, going back into the earlier ages when I started my business, um, and, I, you know, the internet and the dot-com and all that kind of stuff was was still around, but it's not as big as it is today. Um, but in 2004, five, even 2002, when I first got into a business, you know, working for somebody else, um, it wasn't, you know, ch things didn't change as quick, right? Even marketing it was around for such a long time. So you had the chance to, to sit tight for a little while, knowing that change isn't going to happen overnight. Now, for example, if you built your business now on Instagram or Facebook, should I say, and the reach goes tomorrow, your business is dead unless you've extracted the emails and, you know, certain aspects of um, your, you know, your actual reach, your, your customers, your potential customers. So, you know, now is so important. So I thought I'd do this podcast because, you know, I've been through stages where, you know, I've always future-proofed businesses where I've tried to look forward. You know, we as entrepreneurs, business people, if you start a new business, what you've got to do is kind of, you know, in, you know bank on the future, look at the future, where's it going to go? Be a very good forecaster. You know, look at the market trends, 
go with your mentors that have been there and seen. And that's why they're so powerful because they could probably see something you can't see. They can probably say, well, okay, that may come, that may not come. You know, I can advise my mentees around that. My mentors do the same for me. You know, are they always right? No, but you know, 99% times they kind of got a good feel for the market because you've been there uh, and done it. I, I look at it a bit like a parent, right? So when I was a first parent, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was asking people, you know, and now we've got two children, they've gone past, you know, they're now older, so I can pass that knowledge down because I've been through, I can say, go through this, go through that. So that's the way I look at it. And look, nothing is forever. Nothing is forever. I have stories where I meet with entrepreneurs and they've done so well. I mean, so well in like old school shops. And then suddenly something disruptive comes, a supermarket comes around the corner and it wipes them out. Or a competitor comes around the corner and it wipes them out. And I listen to that and they really feel like they're hard done by. They really sit there and talk to me and say, Jay, this isn't on. This is not good. We've been here for 20 years. And I turn around and say to them, look, you know, what have you been doing to future-proof the business? When have you innovated? And they haven't. And, you know, although I don't want to say it to them, but, you know, I would say you've got to change the market. Now, maybe you can change that shop into like a property, which you're going to make less on rent. But that's something um, but these people haven't been innovating, haven't been looking and someone like the market's come and boom, you know, Uber's a great example, you know, how they came into the market and done so well. Now they're a billion, trillion, maybe probably dollar company coming up, coming up soon. So always be adapting. But what I say is you don't need to move fast. So I use an 80-20, whereas 80% of my time is, is focused on my core business and 20% of my time is worked on new technologies or something that basically I think is going to be you know, changing in the market. And I'll give you an example of myself, one recruitment agency, which was obviously placing uh, contractors. Um, what I was always looking at is the online or the job boards coming out. You know, that was the next thing. I had my own, I really had my, I was watching it closely. I was looking at that and I, I knew enough about that to a point when, when we sold the business and somebody came out and wanted a solution um, to, to find staff, I kind of knew enough about that to build uh, an agency called recruitingboss.com. Now we work with select clients because, you know, there's a ceiling with that because there's some big boys in that flat fee, fixed fee game, but we've got enough clients to service, which I'm happy with. Um, and, and that market could be changing very soon as well as job boards don't allow us to use their credit. So what I'm trying to say to you is, look, I was always looking at another possibility in every single business that I do. I always look at what's around the corner, what can I spend 20% of my time, my money and research on, to future-proof uh, myself. You know, I'm a business myself. So I've got various businesses I work with. I mean, I had an interview with Mark Homer and, um, you know, Mark Homer, if you don't know him, is current and progressive. They've had, you know, over 750 properties. Um, and, you know, when we're talking about property, you know, we've had it really good for that 10, 15 years as an investors. Capital growth's been good. Cash flow's been good. Things will change. You know, the market's getting disrupted, all the legislation now. So you've got to adapt. And I've got a, a mixed portfolio because we early on looked at different ways of uh, future proofing ourselves. So we've got different strategies in place. You know, you can, you know, you can be sort of, if you just give a one strategy, a one trick pony, it can be difficult to move. You know, I know um, going back, let's say when the recession kicked in, um, seven, eight, when I wasn't really big in the property market, and there was a thing called uh, Mortgage Express where people get mortgages really quickly. And I can remember some landlords with like 40 properties. And overnight, their portfolio was wiped out because there weren't cash flowing. 
and then the hundred percent mortgages, then they got dropped because obviously the equity was less because of price price that came down, and they got wiped out the game. And I always looked at thinking, okay, I don't really want to go with a one trick pony, and we'll look at different strategies. So always be looking at eighty twenty. Now people get confused with this. What they tend to do is, okay, well we'll create a business, and then what we'll do is we'll create another one straight away. No, not I'm, I'm not saying that. You know, you've got to make sure your core business is actually cash flowing. You can't jump from one business to another business. What I say is pay 80% on the time on your current business and making that work, making it profitable. Now, again, let's not get, get that confused. If it's not profitable, you need to move away. And that's why getting advice and speaking to people that have done it is really helpful. But the 20% should be focused on new ideas, uh, new market trends. And what you do is when the 80-20, when you see that 20% really, really kicking in and you think, actually, you know what, I'm making more money from the 20% than 80%, then you can probably move a lot more over to that side. So don't leave a business that you've got going and it started making money to start another business. I hope that makes sense. Um, and also, you know, when you start building a team up, you know, it's really important that you, you know, your team knows you're innovating, knows you're looking at the market. You know, another great example, I'll go back to another example, was um, the reason in the recession 2008, when we got caught in the recession, and we were doing permanent recruitment was our main aim. And then we had 20% on the contract market, 20%. And that saved us in the end, because when we adapted to that, when we looked at that model, and we were able to move into that model, that saved us because we didn't have to learn it from scratch. We kind of had a, a few contractors working. So we kind of knew, even though we weren't heavy into it, we knew how it worked. We knew the processes. And again, looking back then, that was a great thing because I was future-proofing the business. I was looking at different markets. Now, a lot of people who stuck on the one strategy, they were kind of wiped out. They were done because they weren't looking. So the message, look, I want to repeat this message over and over again because what I'm trying to say is always look at, you know, what's, what's next? What's the next big thing? You know, um, if I link it to social media to make it a bit more easy to understand is, you know, people who were really big on Facebook, um, they would spend time on Instagram as well because, and the ones who did that, they were smart because when Facebook's reach died, Instagram was a hot platform. Now I'm working with, um, you know, a, a, a client of mine. I'm currently, you know, he's very big on Instagram, nearly 1.8 million followers. Uh, but we had a conversation about, I think it was about 12 months. And I said, look, you know, you've got to move on to other platforms. We've got to look at what other platforms TikTok. TikTok was around, he's on that now, he's on 5 million on TikTok. So, you know, by doing that, and our Instagram, if, that, if it's changing, he's built, already built his audience on TikTok. He's already built that equity in TikTok. He's moved a lot of people over to TikTok. And now we're looking at moving to YouTube. Even my social media, I've got Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on YouTube now, we're pushing that on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. You know, we, we, I think our last video got about 6,000 6, views for Grant Cardone. That's pretty cool. So we, we're looking to adapt that. Now, I'm not spending all my time on YouTube, but 20% is going there. Well, we're putting a few videos out there. We're getting a few feeders, watching it grow. I'm enjoying it a bit more. We are going to look up with more content, but you know, I'm practicing what I preach. And I think it's really important to do that. Um, and you know, one of the key things, you know, people talk to me, you know, what, what's the biggest thing, Jay? What, what is it in, in business? What's the biggest tip? And I would say, you know, when you quit taking risks, that's when your business will die. Let me explain to you a bit more. So what I'm saying about risk is, I mean, when you stop doing the 20% on new things, that's when your business will die. When you're not reaching for that knowledge, when you don't want to invest in yourself and getting the education, you don't want to invest in meeting with people who've been successful, investing that time in there, 
um, that's when your business will die. You will get stale. You will get complacent. You know, you need to be around people or you're around, you know, people that you've, you've spoken to. Like I'm around my mentors because I want to see what they're doing. I want, I'm, I'm interested. You know, I want them to push me because I know if I do it on my own and sit there and I don't, you know, do anything, say my mentees, I'm pushing them. I'm telling them new ideas. Uh, you guys are consuming podcasts now. So you're looking at ideas. So look, what I encourage you to do is I want you to look at your model. I want you to look at, let's say for example, um, you've not started a business yet and you're thinking of starting a business. Now, what I would say to you is, you know, use that 20% time on doing your research into your market that you want to go into, 20%. So that could be a couple of hours in the evening, just spend time. Build up that, you know, um, that research, that equity in, you know, building all your foundation. So when you do take the plunge, you've kind of done a lot of the work, you know, going from like, let's say you got made redundant tomorrow and you think I've got a great idea um, and I wanted to do this and this is a sign, you know, what, isn't it easier if you've actually put in 50, 60 hours worth of research so you can say, you know what, I can actually start cracking on with this now. Really important. So 80, 20, that's the rule. You know, people got different kind of ways, but I think 80, 20 makes it really simple. Um, and look in business, you know, people say, you know, business people are crazy, you know, and people will call you crazy. People call me crazy when I'm looking at all these ideas. I'm going into this market, looking at that market, the amount of businesses that we've got into from catering businesses, from transportation businesses. You know, I've tried a lot of businesses, but you know what? I've learned a lot of lessons and I needed to do that because they were my 80, 20. They weren't my core business. I didn't leave one business to go to another business. I always had my core business to, to basically always be cash flowing. And then I looked at other ideas and, you know, being paranoid and being, you know, people used to say, oh, you know, um, business people are always paranoid, they're always, you know, on edge kind of thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to be on edge because that was always saying to you, look, you've got to be pushing forward. Now, I'm not saying you want to be stressed about this, but I think it's always good to be constantly being a student of business because it's moving so fast. I had a conversation recently about, you know, uh, a person that doesn't really see how things are moving so fast and they should exit their market because they're not going to be innovative. And what's going to happen is they've got a window probably of six months to sell that business or do some business, but they're not looking to do that because they think it's going to be it for forever, but they're probably going to lose all that money. A great example is Blockbuster, right? Blockbuster had an opportunity to sell their business. They had a chance to um, adapt their business, but they didn't take the risk. They didn't take the risk and Netflix came and it's just such a, you know, um, a common example that's, you know, talked about over and over again, but it's so true. Blockbuster missed one of the biggest opportunities. They had so much, you know, they were so ahead of the market and no one was really challenging them. And then Netflix come out the blue with this new idea. You know, they're probably more than likely Blockbuster would have seen this and someone would have pitched it. And because they didn't even give a, you know, 80, 20 would have worked great for them. If they said, look, okay, we're going to spend, like, let's say they make 150 million, you know, a year. If they spend, okay, we're going to spend 20% of that profit into this new technology. They would have been way ahead of the game because they had people's email, um, addresses. You know, when you used to get a DVD, you put your data, but they didn't. They didn't move quick enough. And, you know, the history, there's loads of examples of that, of, of people coming in and doing that. So, you know, um, and I think the way to future-proof your business is to always be looking at what is around the corner. What can I spend that 20% of time, money in that can really 
you know, get me ahead of the game should the market in my industry change? Because it will. One thing in business, nothing is here forever. Everything's always changing. And if you're sitting there comfortable and you're not really studying the market, you're not really seeing what's coming, then you are at risk from future-proofing your business. Now, look, your business industry could be the same for the next 20 years. And that's cool. And you keep doing what you're doing. But what I would say is what I'm trying to encourage is, look, always be studying what's coming next. So let's say, for example, the next 20 years, everything's the same. Let's say we looked at property. The last 20 years, it's been quite consistent. The model's been great. And it's it's doing well, right? Everyone's probably doing well out of property. You know, I've done well out of property. But I'm still in the market. I'm seeing things changing with the legislation, with the laws. Now, the smart people, you know, four or five years, have saw this coming and they've adapted, they've moved things. The ones who've not studied the market are going to have these big tax bills now. They're struggling. They don't know what to do. They're selling their portfolios at cheaper. Uh, uh, and if they just studied it, read a few books and kept on top of that 20% research, they would have been ahead of the game. Cool. So I just wanted to jump on today because, you know, I have these conversations with entrepreneurs all the time and especially old entrepreneurs that have been in the game a long time and they're not really adapted. Um, what I will say in business is always going to be someone younger and hungry, not even younger, you know, it could be anyone, you know, age wise, but the younger means that they're fresh into entrepreneurship, they're fresh into your market that is going to want to take your business, take your market share. You know, I was in the toughest industry recruitment, it was a doggy dog industry. So I know that one day your client's your best friend, the next day they've gone to somebody else because they've, you know, looked after them or take them out to a corporate match or whatever. Um, so, you know, I take that into all my businesses that there's always going to be a competitor. Competition's good. And I think competition makes you on your, keeps you on your toes. Um, and if you're not on your toes, then things will, um, you know, will change very quickly for you. So, you know, start looking at yourself, you know, get yourself a spreadsheet, get yourself a, a blank piece of paper, look at all the stuff you're doing in your business or your job and look at where is that next 20%? What could I be investing in? What kind of, that could be education, that could be a business, that could be a course, um, whatever you know you think is right for you, that'd be great. If you've got any questions, um, reach out to me. So it's j at j hyphen dylan dot com. Drop me a question. Maybe there's something you want to look at the twenty percent. And you know, I'll always try and come back to you. And again, look, these podcasters are made up from questions. I want to keep it real. I want to use my experience, but I want to hit real things that obviously, from my own experience, that I've seen. So you know, do the eighty twenty, future proof yourself and your business. And it gives you a great opportunity to be successful in a business. Thank you for the, listening to the podcast. Until the next time, have a wonderful day. Thank you.